What's up, guys? This is James from Reaver and Preview. Uh, great show last night with Tom, Kyle Russo. We had Gabe on as our guest. Um, covered all of the NFL. Check that out. It's up on our social media page. Uh, it's up on the Anchor. If it's not, it should be up there very shortly. Um, so what I'm going to do, Russo's going to follow on later, is we're just going to catch you guys up. I want to catch you guys up on the Mets and the NHL playoffs. Kyle will catch you up on the Yankees, and the NBA playoffs. Um, NBA playoffs has been crazy lately. Kai was telling me they're going to game seven. One of the teams is going to game seven, so it should be interesting. Um, since we weren't able to cover this last night, we're just doing a short video today to get you guys all caught up. Uh, so without further ado, I will begin with the Mets. So the Mets... Let's just say the Mets are in a different position um, than they were a few a few days ago, a few nights ago, to say. Um, they just finished the series up with the Orioles. Um, they actually stand now 20 and 24 um, with a win from last night. So that's, that's good. Uh, hopefully they get to 500 soon. All right. So uh, DeGrom. Pitch Sunday, probably one of his best outings, uh, if not his second best outing. Uh, they beat the Phillies 14-1. DeGrom lowered his all-time ERA to 2.58 on Sunday, so great to see that. Uh, he, Him and Tom Seaver is the all-time franchise leader um, at 2.57, so Tom Seaver's at 2.57. DeGrom is 2.58. Uh and Seaver also just passed away a few weeks ago, uh, so it's nice to see DeGrom and with Seaver, in a sense. Um, then the discussion comes up with, is DeGrom a Hall of Famer? I say yes. I say he is a Hall of Famer. Yes, he still has a lot of his career left, but what he's been able to do himself within the Mets organization and make him who he is, who he's known as, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I mean, you can argue that he isn't, but in my eyes, he is. Um, so, he's a Hall of Famer. You would like to argue with that? Okay. But in as a Mets fan, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, so, then the Mets let go Billy Hamilton. The Cubs claim all waivers on Sunday. I was a little surprised to see him go, um, only because he has that speed, you know, to steal the bases and stuff. But I guess the Mets felt like, you know, we really don't need them. We have enough guys. They bring in um, Todd Frazier. So maybe they figured out we need to open up more bench seats. Let's get rid of Billy Hamilton. Um, so the But the Cubs claim him off of the waivers. Mets move Gazelman back to the pen. Not a, not a big surprise. They were just trying to figure things out. This starting rotation has been a complete nightmare, a complete mess for the Mets. Um, so he's back in the pen. Makes sense. Frazier had Frazier comes back. Had a he's been solid since coming over. I'm speechless because he's he has been solid since he's been re, since he has rejoined the Mets. Um, he's been looking like he 
was before he left the Mets. He's also bringing some new life to the Mets. I think what the Mets are doing, at least what in my eyes, is they're trying to add some of the veteran guys. Cano's a veteran guy. Frazier's a veteran guy to help the younger stars come up to rise. I also think it's um, it's somebody solid within that lineup that you know you, you're going to expect a certain amount of runs, a certain amount of home runs out of them. Yes, the season is shortened. Yes, the season is going to be over very soon. Um, but if, it, if this helps the Mets, it might give them the push, hopefully, to get to 500, if not above 500. Um, but back to that Phillies game, Phillies matchup. Uh, it was a four-game set. Mets take two out of four. I would love to, them to take the three out of four, but it's great to see them take two. Uh, we saw Jay Bruce in there, um, which was nice to see him back at City Field. Um, then DeGrom, obviously, with that great day on Sunday, and the bats come to life for him. They were unable to make a comeback on Monday. They fell short. They they made that push, but they fell short, which Smets fans we really aren't surprised about them falling short for a comeback because some sometimes uh, you know a comeback doesn't always make the full appearance <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> um, Mets had a couple of come from behind wins this week, this past week, so. Would we have like? I would like to see another comeback win. Yes, but you know what? They came back from behind from a couple wins. Pete Alonso had that walk off um, a few weeks, a few nights ago. Um, the Mets play the Orioles Tuesday. They lose twelve to eleven. Out. That was just embarrassing. Complete embarrassment. Holy, wow! Against the Orioles, they were only able to score two, two runs. Not good. Not good at all. Very frustrating loss. I'm pretty sure the first inning they scored, a, I don't know, like six, seven runs. I'm actually going to pull out right now to give you guys that exact, um, exactly how many runs they scored within the first inning. Let's go to Tuesday. Oh, all right. I was wrong. They didn't score within the first inning. All their runs came between the second and fifth inning, uh, two runs in the second, two runs in the third, one run in the fourth, four runs in the fifth, and then to sprinkle on some extra stuff, they add an extra two runs in the eighth um, to win eleven to two. The Mets only scored in the second and the eighth, um, so that's just that's just not good. I mean that that that's just terrible. I mean terrible. Speechless, speechless guy, speechless. Um, <laughs> but they come back. They win last. Yep, today's Thursday. They win last night. Great to see them win last night, especially against the Orioles. I would have loved to see them take both out of the Orioles, um, just to get us kind of closer to that 500 mark. But hey, listen, I'll take it. The Orioles do strike first. Um, in the first, with two runs, the Mets come back with one run. Orioles strike again in the third with three. As you guys can see, this is very consistent um, of the, the this very short series, per se, the Orioles versus Mets. Uh, Orioles coming out swinging, but the Mets come back in the fourth, tacking on two, the fifth, tacking on two, the sixth, tacking on one. 
and the eighth second on one. I believe the eighth was a home run by Pete Alonzo, the polar bear himself, taking things in his own hands. Um, so it's great to see that. Orioles score three in the third, one in the fifth, and that was the end of their night for scoring. Uh, Familia gets the lockdown. He gets he gets the win. Edwin Diaz gets the save. That's his third of the season. But that catch from Michael Conforto at the end of the sixth, that was a huge catch. I thought the ball was going to be hit out of the park. It wasn't. Conforto's tracking it. He grabs it kind of like this, in a sense. Um, gets that ball. Thank God, bases were loaded. I mean, it was two outs, so either way, if he caught it, great. But two outs, um, bases loaded, something you don't want to see, especially the Orioles just blew you up. Tuesday night, you don't want to be blown up again. Wednesday night, have they have a day off today. They actually go see a, another New York team in a sense, uh, they go up to Buffalo, Buffalo, New York for the next few days. They see the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, I almost said Buffalo Blue Jays, but it's Toronto Blue Jays. They have a three-game set up in Buffalo starting tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, Some interesting start times, in a sense, um, because Friday and Saturday is a 6.37 start time. I've never seen that before. If I have, I was like, huh? Interesting. But a 6.37 start time. Okay, Sunday's the 3.07 start time still. Maybe, the I don't know, because Toronto's on the East Coast. Um, I've actually been there last winter, so I was very surprised to see it at such a weird start time. Hopefully they can take three, if not two, out of Toronto. From Toronto, I shouldn't be saying out of Toronto because they're not in Toronto. They're in Buffalo, which is weird because I don't know if you guys seen that stadium. It's a, I believe it's a minor league stadium. It's an interesting stadium. But right now, yeah, you got three teams in New York, three baseball teams um, in a sense. But remember, the Toronto Blue Jays belong to Toronto in Canada. Um, so that should be an interesting series. I'm predicting they'll take Friday. Um, I think they'll take Saturday. I don't know about Sunday. Let's see if they even announce the pitching lineups. Oh, so yeah. So tomorrow, Degrom's Degrom's pitching. So they should definitely take Friday. So that hopefully that gets Degrom to four wins, one loss, and lowers his ERA. His ERA is already at one point six nine. So that that's phenomenal. Degrom having another stellar season. Uh, Tuesday, sorry, I don't know why I said Tuesday. Saturday, Seth Lugo's pitching. Uh, for the Mets, Toronto's not sure for who they're putting out. Sunday, let's see. And Sunday, neither team knows who they're putting out. Who knows? Maybe me and Tom will get the call and have to go up to Toronto and uh, to Buffalo. And one of us will have to pitch for Toronto. One of us has to pitch for the Mets. No, no, that, that, that's, a, that's a joke. But, hey, looking forward to the series. They get an off day. I guess a travel day up to upstate New York. Should be great to see them hopefully come out with the win. Uh, can the Mets make it back in the playoff race? You know, Tom asked me that question and I had to bring it up today. It, y- yes, 
but they need to have they need to stop having these come from behind wins. You don't want to do that. You also don't want to get blown up from the Orioles, a team that you should be winning against. Um, and then losing two out of the four from Philly should have been taking three with a come from behind. Lost that one. Since they expanded to eight teams to make the playoffs, they might squeak in. They may might not. I think it really depends. Let's see what other big series they have coming up. Um, I think it really depends, honestly, right after this Toronto series. Um, they go to Philly for a three-game set mid-next week. Then they see Atlanta at home. Um, I mean, let alone the season ends September 27th against Washington. And then after Atlanta, they got Tampa Bay, which Tampa Bay beats up on the Yankees all the time. So realistically, they need to take the sweep from Toronto. At least, hopefully, a sweep from Philly. I hope they make it in, but honestly, I'm not sure. It's it's tight. It's going to be a tight race. Um, that that's my prediction on the play. If they make it in the playoffs, and if they do, it's a wild card game. And wild card games, either you win, you lose. We just don't have the starting rotation, to in my opinion. You top one is Degrom. I mean, every other game it's a bullpen session, pretty much. So, I I don't know. I it would be nice for them to make the playoffs, but you know what? If they don't, it's whatever. It was a very short season. A lot of people opted out. A lot of people got hurt. Come back next year, fully healthy. Let's try to make. Make it, make it better next year. Who stood out to me over the last past few games? Tom also asked me that question earlier this week. I have to, I wanted to share with you guys. You know, that's a great question because there's been a last night. Jeff McNeil, the squirrel, he came in big. Um, Dom Smith's been pretty hot. Pete Alonzo's been big for them. Ted Frazier's coming from coming back. He wasn't bad. Um. You know what? I'm going to have to go with Jeff McNeil from his last night's performance. Phenomenal performance. Um, he's going to turn himself around because earlier on he wasn't doing so well. But now I've seen him turn himself around. I would say over the past few games would be him. Um, you could easily put DeGrom in that position. You could put Pete Alonso in that position. There's so many players right now that I could put. It's probably between – it's def, Jeff, definitely Jeff McNeil. but. I could also see Pete Alonzo. Um, also, Michael Conforto. He's looked good, too, the last few days. I mean, you I could put him up there, too. If you wanted me to name my top three, it would probably go Pete Alonzo, Michael Conforto, Jeff McNeil. He's been looking good. That catch last night, he's finally come into his own. It's taken him a while, but he's coming to in his own where he – when he came up, we all thought he would be the face of the franchise right away. It took him a few years, but I think he's finally getting there. You have to extend Conforto. He's looked good. He has such a nice swing, if you guys watch. Beautiful swing. Um, and Edwin Diaz hasn't looked terrible. He's been looking pretty good over the last few games, out of the pen. And then Todd Frazier's been making some noise ever since he's been re- rejoining the Mets. So, overall, the Mets haven't had such a bad week. In past weeks, um, but listen, I don't know. You got to take the three out of Toronto, 
up in Buffalo, I have to keep reminding myself that over the next three days, um, get us one game away from 500, day off, go to Philly. You got to get a W there, get us at 500, maybe lose one game at Philly. You have to at least, honestly, you have to win the next, in each series, two out of three. I would love to see a sweep in like the next, that's three, six, out of the next nine games, do I see it happening? No, no. But if we could take two out of three each game, each series, that'd be phenomenal. So we'll have to see what the Mets do. They're off again tonight. They go up tomorrow uh, to Buffalo, to Toronto, see Toronto for the weekend, have a day off on Monday, go to Philly, play the Phillies, go directly to Atlanta. So they got some tough teams coming after this. But you know what? Let's see what the Mets do. So that's the Mets. Um, Russo will be covering the Yankees, so don't worry. We're not forgetting about you Yankee fans. We're not forgetting about the Yankees. We're breaking it up where I focus on one team. He's focusing on the other. Don't you guys get too concerned. He'll get you covered. He'll get you all caught up. Um, yes, he might be a little frustrated when he talks about it because they've been they've been losing some games. They should be winning, but you know what? It, it He's going to bring it for you guys. All righty. Next thing I'm going to talk about is the NHL playoffs. Um, so that's been it's been interesting, man. It's been great to see. I've watched more hockey than I ever have, I and mean, let alone there hasn't been many other sports on. Um, the Mets haven't looked too good for me to really watch. Also, the Islanders are in the playoffs, so you know if. If it was a better time, I'd probably be at a few of these games by now. All right, so let's go out west in Edmonton, uh, where the Golden Knights and Canucks uh, finished off their round two uh, NHL playoff. Uh, Vegas wins four to three. That that also went seven games. Uh, Canucks tied up series three three in game six after being down three to one. So they came back. They showed fight. Um, a few of those games, the Golden Knights should have probably won. But, hey, listen, you know what? Us sport fans like to hear the game seven, especially when not many other sports have been going on. So it's great to see game seven. And this was in Edmonton, um, the West, at this sense of the West Coast in Canada. Um then they go to Game 7. Golden Knights went 3-0. Leonard with a shutout. Love to see him. Great to see him getting a shutout. Former Islander. Um, loved when he was on the island for the Islanders. Great goalie. Glad. It's nice to see him getting the shutout. Um, and the Canucks had no answer whatsoever. Um, if you, in my eyes, you, you, you tie the series up three to three and you go to game seven at least come on you gotta score one gotta make it look respectable yes i understand leonard is a great goalie but you gotta do something there guys you can't like go out and just fall flat on your face on the ice and like come on but hey listen that was the end of the golden knights canucks that was it Golden Knights are the one seed. Canucks are the five. So definitely the five seed gave the one seed a hard time. Great to see. Uh, then we go to the other 
series that was going on, the Avs versus the Stars. Um, Dallas wins four to three. That that series also went to a game seven. Um, it's actually quite interesting. I was watching a few of their games, and whenever the Dallas Stars score, they have an interesting um, chant in a sense. Like the Islanders says the yes, 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 and all that. The Stars have stars. You know, like you, you got. I'm not gonna redo it for you because it, it wouldn't be good for. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't get you that full effect, but but it's interesting. But besides that, Game Six, Av also tie up three three before being down 3-1 in other series that what that went to game seven and the team came back from de- being down 3-1. This happened in the three. Fun fact, actually. You'll see actually a fun fact post tomorrow. Uh, this happened in three of of the four second-round matchups. So, that, so we had a lot of game sevens, which was great. Um, so Avs tied up the series 3-3 after being down 3-1. Uh, then game seven happens. Game seven for the Stars and Avs. That was an intense and very intense game to watch. Stars were able to come out on top victorious five to four in OT. Um, Joe is just 24 years old from Finland, had the game winning goal. He had three goals in the game. But other, I mean, he he looked good. Twenty four years old, getting the game winning goal. That that's just simply amazing. Somebody that really doesn't have such of a of a name. Very young on the team, probably the youngest on the team, to come out on top, going seven games, getting the game winning goal, putting themselves in the Western Conference Final. Phenomenal job by him. So the Stars do win 5-4 to four after seven games. Um, so that was another great seven-game matchup on the West Coast in Edmonton, Canada. Now we go east um, where the Flyer, Flyers and Islanders. Flyers were the one seed. Islanders were the sixth seed. New York wins 4-3. to three. Man, that this series was in... Intense. And when I say intense, it was stressful. I I mean it was it was stressful. Let's just say me and my buddies watching it, we had um we were quite stressed watching those games. Um but glad the Islanders pull out on top. Uh remember game six we already covered, but I just want to give a little recap. They had Islanders had like fifth no high forties, low fifties, somewhat goes on shot. And they couldn't they couldn't score. I mean, you have that many goals. I was expecting to see an update on my phone. 10, 11, 1, 11, nothing. Like you would think the Islanders would have lit up the scoreboard, ended it, give them some time to rest before they went. Because remember. I'll recap Game Seven. Let me recap Game Seven, then I'll then I'll say remember. Uh, game Seven Islanders advanced to first conference final in 27 years. Yes, 27 years. The Islanders go back to the conference final. Great to see that. Um, they had a three-one lead in the series before fl- the Flyers tied up. So another Game Seven. Uh, Flyers won Game Six, four to three, and two OTs. 
definitely should have not to gone to two OTs with that many shots. Should definitely have not have gone four to three. Come on, guys. Uh, like, that was the third OT within a span of four days. Us Islander fans were, we, it was a toll on us. I can tell you, it was a toll watching them go into overtime, into overtime, into overtime. But they, they move on to the conference finals. Islanders win game 7-4-0 on Saturday. Yes, Islanders looked phenomenal on Saturday. I'm sure Trotz leaned into them. In the locker room, I'm sure the captains leaned into them. Um, so it's great to see him. Yes, like I said earlier, uh, the a team that pushes it to Game 7 should at least score at least one goal, make it look respectable for yourself, your fans. But, hey, listen, I'll take a 4 nothing shutout. Um, it was beautiful to watch. Oh, it was, it was nice to watch them to come out, score, 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 score. No answer from the Flyers. They look like a complete team. Um, goes from Mayfield, Green, Nelson, and Beauvillier. Great to see them. Um, Mayfield's been looking good. Nelson's been looking good. Everybody's been looking pretty good this series. Uh, but you know what? Glad to see it. They played their they played their game great. They played their game. Pretty much they played their game. Their game. Also great goal attending by Grice. Grice looked phenomenal. Um, it makes sense to put him in. He, it was great shutout for him. It, it just made sense. Putting in a, a different goalie maybe gave Verlong off some time to rest. Maybe gave him to be like regroup in a sense since he's been the workhorse of the playoffs. Um, but they move on to the conference final in over 27 years. Then we go to the conference final. Now, now let me get back to my point where I said, remember, remember that the conference final and Stanley cup is taking place in Edmonton, Canada. So practically every team that was on the East coast had a fly off to Edmonton, Canada, uh, the West coast of Canada in a sense. Remember there was a time difference. They had a completely changed times. Islanders left Sunday. I believe they left Sunday and they flew into Edmonton and they had a game Monday. So if they fit one game six, they would give themselves a day of rest, a day of flying, and then also a day to get, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I'm trying to blank on the word, but acquainted acquainted isn't the exact word but with the time difference because that would be great for them um but otherwise the islanders meet tampa bay which tampa bay's had pretty much nearly a week off um tampa bay is the two seed versus the islanders the six seed well if you're a hockey fan or if you're a islander fan or if you're a Tampa Bay Light. Well, if you're a Tampa Bay Lighting fan, good for you. Um, because um, let's just say our island, my Islanders fell out very, very, very flat. Um, game one, I would love to forget. Even happened. This was in Edmonton. Um, they, they, they just looked bad. Just looked bad. Um, Grice was in net for the start. He let in goals. They put in Verlarmoff. 
He letting goals. Um, I mean, Lightning's a very strong team. Yes, we have to remember that. They also had some time off. Yes, we got to remember that. But also, they're they're a strong team that no one should take lightly. Um, so for them to be such a strong team, I don't know. Maybe if the Islanders took it too lightly, I don't know. I don't think so. Not having the coach they do, he probably prepared them as best as he could. Uh, they were just simply outplayed in that game. I mean, if you guys really want to know the score, I'll pull it up. I really don't want to say it. I think it was like 8-1. to one. But why the app loads up? Here it goes. Um, let's just see. 8-2. to two. Oh, we were able to score two goals, guys. Two goals. And Tampa was able to score. Eight. But you know what? It's okay. We uh, McDonough scored um, for the Tampa Bay, and it 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 was pretty much a a, a goal party. Mm-hmm. They lit the scoreboard up. I don't know how I was able to sit in front of my TV and watch that for the whole game, but I did. So anyway, without further ado, we go to game two. Last night, um, a lot, oh, a lot better showing than we had Verlarmuff and Net. It was a lot better showing than Game One. Thank, thank the gods. Um, thank the hockey gods. Uh, Islanders came out playing. Martin comes in big with the goal in the first. Tampa Bay gets a boarding call on on the Islanders. I put, I'm trying to remember who he pushed into the board pretty bit. I want to say Nelson, but I could be wrong. Uh, he gets pretty much trucked right in. Tampa Bay gets a five-minute boarding call. He gets thrown out of the game. Island Islanders power play has been awful this year. A five-minute power play, they couldn't score once. Then they get later on in the game, they get a five-on-three Islanders. They couldn't score there. I mean, come on, guys. you got five players against three. You can't put in another goal? Like, come on, man. But it's whatever. Um, and then with around eight seconds left, Tampa Bay – well, all right, with around 15 seconds left, Tampa Bay comes into the Islanders' zone. They take a shot. They miss. They take another shot for Alarmoff saves. I think, actually, they don't miss. For Alarmoff makes two great saves with around eight seconds left. Here we go. Tampa Bay scores the winning goal. And, I mean, you, you couldn't do anything. They just need to clear their zone. Alarmoff made two phenomenal saves. Clear the zone, guys. Come on. Listen, they ain't clear the zone. I I personally didn't want it to go into OT again because a fourth OT, I don't know if I we could handle it. But, hey, listen, what it is what it is. Um, so, Lightning goes up two games to none. Um, they, play, they play tomorrow. The Islanders, hopefully they can get back on track. Today is an off day for them. It's great. Great. Definitely think they need it. Um, us Island fans need it. So, yep. So they play tomorrow, 8 p.m. on U- the USA Network. Um, and let's also remember the Islanders have not reached the Stanley Cup playoffs, Stanley Cup finals since 1984. That is the Stanley Cup finals, guys, since 1984. 
So hopefully in game three, they can come back around. Uh, I definitely don't want to see a sweep. So, yeah, that is the Islanders. So the other game in Edmonton is the Golden Knights and Dallas Stars. Dallas, they um, they play again tonight. Let's see, let's see. I just, I just want to give you guys the most updated stuff here. You know what I'm saying, guys? Yes, the Dallas first to go tonight. Um, Dallas plays again tonight at 8 on NBCSN. Um, the Golden Knights took game one. No, they're, they're tied one apiece. Um, Dallas took game one. Golden Knights took game two. Um, so this is great. The Stars haven't made a conference final since 2008. Game one Stars with a one nothing one zero victory. Great, great goaltending, to be honest with you. This is a phenomenal goaltending where you only see one goal um, throughout the whole game. Phenomenal. Um, a lot of defense being played, which is great. Love to see it. Stars had not been to the Stanley Cup Finals since 2000 when they lost to the Devils. Yes, Dallas Stars were in the Stanley Cup Finals in 2000 along with the New Jersey Devils. They lost. Devils won. So I think the Stars definitely need to get back to the Finals. Um, it's been quite some time, but they, they don't have an easy road. The Golden Knights is a very tough team. you got two great goaltenders in Leonard and McFlurry. So it's going to be a great, it's tied 1-1. They play tonight. My prediction, I'll, I'll give my prediction right now. Um, Golden Knight takes it. The Golden Knights take a 2-1 lead over the Dallas Stars. I, I can see this series going seven games. Um, I don't see, I may not see the Lightning Islanders go seven games, but I see the Golden Knights and the Stars going seven games. But, Moving on to game two, the Knights blanked the Stars 3-0. Leonard was in goal. Great to see him back in the making and impact. Um, there's really no answer from the Dallas Stars. So Leonard with another great shutout. So it should hockey's going to be interesting over the next two days because, you know, it's, Sears is tied one-to-one for Golden Knights and Stars. So easily that can go seven. And it's going to be a war. Looking forward to that one. And then Friday, we got the Lightning and Islanders. And, well, um, uh, they need to win Friday. Uh, yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. All righty, guys. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching today. Um, this will be up on the Anchor. This will, will also be up on our Facebook page for you guys to watch. Um, this was, again, a reviewing and a little preview of the Mets. And then we talked about the NHL playoffs. Uh, thank you guys. Kai Russo will be either doing his a little later today or sometime tomorrow. Um, he, he is, he did start school at Hofstra. So he's, he's telling me he's been busy with that. He's actually had some pretty cool stuff. Maybe he'll share it with you guys when he does it. Not sure. Um, but thank you guys. It's great to great for you guys to tune in. Uh, look forward to our fun fact tomorrow. Also, um, tomorrow is September 11th, so we do uh, we are going to pay our respects to the people, the lives that we did lost with um, 
with the Twin Towers, all the first responders and everything. Um, Tom will also be doing a, he is doing FDNY versus NYPD. I believe it's the football game tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm sure he'll give us a little recap on how he enjoyed that on next Wednesday. So thank you guys. Also look forward to Gabe Flayton's new show, The North Pole. I came up with that that name. He liked it a lot. Um, that is Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Just an hour show covering the Vikings, the Packers, the Lions, and the Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Um, but he'll be covering that. Check his show out. It's great. He's having he's he has some great ideas with it. I'm looking forward to him continuing his show. And again, thank you guys for watching. Um, I will see you Wednesday on review and preview. Have a good day, guys.